Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast, where every week, Danny and Maura Vega discuss topics that help families live a healthy and active lifestyle with their little ones, including nutrition and training, peaceful parenting, education, and mindset. To stay up to date, make sure to hit subscribe on this podcast and check out the blog at www.fatfuel.family. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at dannyvega.ms, at fatfueledmom, and at fatfueledkids, and fatfueledfamily on YouTube. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fat Field Family Podcast. I am Danny Vega, and I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Maura, who's eating. I'm going to let her finish that bite because she has zero time to uh, even eat lunch. Um, she gets home <laughs> probably about an hour before we start recording, and you'd think that's enough time to sit down and have a lunch, but it's amazing how kids can really, really... Uh, Suck up your time. <laughs> they can. They really can. Well, it's just like the... um. You know, the they interrupt you a lot. So, yeah. And it's not their fault. That's how they are. Yeah. But just the constant interruptions, especially for someone like me who has a problem focusing already on what I'm doing, I can get very like scatterbrained. And then I'm just like, I'm doing everything at the same time. And so, nothing like it's really a little bit of a lot yeah. of nothing lot because of nothing. you never finish anything. Yeah. But every time, but that's okay. I figure it out. You get in this booth and your eyes have a special little twinkle. It's like, because I'm alone. Yeah, that's true. That's probably well, I'm half alone because that because the nanny's here and, and they're taking. <laughs> yeah, they're being taken care of right now, so mom gets a break. But both of us are uh, currently doing the carnivore keto cut. Who knows? By the time this comes out, uh, we may be reverse be dieting back up. But uh, definitely check it out: fatfuel.family/shop. You can find the carnivore keto cut. Um, hundreds and hundreds of people over twenty countries last year. Um, and we've got hundreds of hundreds more that have already joined us. So yeah. if you're on It's not that, too late to join. Definitely. It's always, you can always join at any time. And uh, so we're super excited about that. And we're also super excited about our guest today because um, I don't know if he knows this. We've spoken several times throughout the years. But my first, um, when I got into, you know, when I started a ketogenic diet in June of 2016, I wanted to track things. It's, you know, that's just who I am. And um, I, I actually, the first thing I bought after I graduated from the urine strips was the ketonics. Um, and I actually still have my trusty yeah, we have the original. old ketonics here. Um, I don't have the model number, but it's a few years old. And we're actually going to, um, by the time this comes out, it will have been given away. But we're going to give that one away to someone uh, today in honor of recording with Michelle Lundell. And we got a new one with the Bluetooth and everything. So we're super excited to talk to our guest. This week's guest, um, you know, he went from living on Red Bulls and eating Snickers to having butter in his coffee, bacon for lunch, and even managing his epilepsy with a ketogenic diet instead of medicine. We really can't wait for you all to hear his story, how he used his condition to create the Ketonics Ketone Breath Meter as an alternative to the blood and urine strips. He's joining us from Sweden, and we're excited to talk to him today. Please welcome to the show, Michelle Lundell. How are you? I'm fine. And you know the story behind I'm fine. It takes too long to <laughs> how I really am, but I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We're alive, so we're winning. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Still kicking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so I, I want to kick this off with the question that we always start with, and that is, what is the most critical problem you're currently trying to solve? The most critical problem I'm currently trying to solve is to somehow explain and 
And um, oh, my kids are coming in here now, so <laughs> that's okay. We're a family show, uh, so sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm there'll be kids screaming in the background. So uh, what I'm trying to 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 achieve is to somehow easily explain how 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 ketones works in your body. Um, I've been measuring myself, my, my ketone levels now for eight, eight, nine years. And uh, I found out a lot of things that just, you just get it when you're measuring. Ah, okay. Uh, when yeah. I exercise, yes. my ketones goes down. When I'm, when I'm having a cold, my ketones goes down. When I eat, my ketones may rise or they may go down, but they always go down a little bit. And what I'm trying to do now to achieve is to make a, sort of a measuring patterns, like a book, yes. like a recipe. If you are looking for, for, for finding an exercise that is effective for your, for your ketosis, whether it's for ketones for your brain or losing fat around your waist, um, it's, it's, it's easy to... Um, to, to do this actually, but you have to know when to measure. Yeah. Uh, so instead of meeting people with a number of 23 and they're wondering, is this going to get me thinner or, or, or uh, whatever? I want to give them a pattern how to actually use the ketonics for, for measuring, uh, for example, exercise, how effective they are for their purpose. Um, it is not, I mean, people get to me and say, this thing doesn't work. I have no ketones and I've been, uh, exercising like hell for one hour. And I said, mm -hmm. that's quite normal because your body will produce glucose and then it will produce insulin to take this glucose down and out into your cells. And you right. will not see any, uh, any uh, results until at least two hours after your exercise. Um, that is only one example. And if you're measuring food, for example, that, that really depends on how full you are when you start. I mean, if your liver is full or half full, that, that is a big difference when you, when you measure your ketones. Because if you just eat something, a snack or something that, that can fit into your liver without overflowing with the glucose, you, you won't get the, the, the insulin effect. So you have to uh, sort of know how, when to measure to, to actually make a, uh, make a, make sense of, of what you eat or what you are exercising and how, how they, these more sense. Yeah. So for example, um, let's say I do a hit training. Uh, I, I take my bike and, and I do uh, eight times 30 seconds full flat out. That will get me out of ketosis if I, if I, I won't have any ketones, not in my breath, nothing in my blood. And uh, the glucose level will rise. Definitely. So I'm out of ketosis that while I'm sense. doing exercise and uh, for a good while after, but then if I sort of measure every hour after, I can see a, a huge increase when body is re, 
uh, refueling your, your glycogen stores. And um, why this happens in ketosis is maybe, probably, and theoretically, because uh, about 11% of the acetone could actually uh, become uh, uh, ingredients in glucose production. Hmm. So interesting. That, yeah. So so your adipose tissue is not used until after you are exercising. If you just do a short one or two hours uh, exercise. So people who want to to get to their um, to their uh, waistline, they have to uh, during the exercise. They have to exercise a whole lot longer than uh, one or two yeah. hours. Um, so the effect could be achieved quite fast uh, by doing this hit training or weightlifting because you can get to the sugar uh, very easy. If you just go out yeah. walking, you don't really get to that sugar. You don't get that after-burning effect. So this is what I'm trying to to. Um, to, to create now some kind of uh, e-learning for for measuring ketones and 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 also yeah. an understanding and, and an understanding what 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 you measure when you measure blood ketones because they are they are different they are actually very different to to breath ketones breath ketones are more uh, indication of, of of burning fat and the blood ketones is uh, well, the excess that is not used uh, and not, yeah, that is not used because it can be used at any time. So um, I can understand people say don't chase ketones, but uh, I would say don't chase the blood ketones because they can be <laughs> anywhere. Yes. And, and let me just say, because this is so good, because you're talking about how to test and you're talking about when to test. And I see a lot of the, you know, even with, for instance, someone that has diabetes, they understand that it's more about not only testing your fasting blood glucose, but testing postprandial glucose and that they have a better awareness because they're trying to manage their health, I would hope. But, you know, someone who uh, just stumbles across the, keto across the ketogenic diet, they pick up a blood meter, they, they, they don't have the understanding. So I'm really happy that you're, that you're working on this because there's so many things like I've, I've noticed over the years, you know, high fat meals with no exercise or anything. I can eat a high fat meal before I go to bed and wake up with high blood ketones. Um, it was only when I started testing my breath ketones along with my blood ketones that I was able to see, okay, if I consume a high fat meal before I go to bed, um, you know, my blood ketones will be high, but my breath ketones will not be correspondingly high unless I trained hard the day before. And that was very enlightening to me because a lot of people still, for some reason, do think, you know, a higher blood ketone number is better. And I've, I've noticed, especially with blood, is that it's a, you can, if you don't understand, or even if you do, and you're just trying to show off, you know, it's a parlor trick, you know, you're, 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 you have ketone production, but what does it matter if your body's not utilizing? It? Right, right. Because the blood ketones are just what's floating what, in the blood. Right. Like you what's ate a bunch of fat, so it converted to ketones, but the breath ones measure Acetone. the output, which yeah. is so important. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I mean, it, it, it's hard to, to explain in words. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to do that, but I'm not native in English. I have, I, I have a disadvantage, but uh, I'm, I'm working on graphics. Uh, I'm, I'm working on a- analogies, like a, a restaurant. You, you, can, you can see your body as a restaurant. Okay. And um, the liver is the, is the chef. He makes a wonderful uh, meal that is called a C2 acetate. <laughs> and when he makes this, it smells good, right? <laughs> so the more acetoacetate he makes, the more it smells. And this smell is the lovely smell of acetone. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> so by making more meals, more acetone comes out, yeah, around the restaurant. Now, the waiters, they are the bloodstream. They distribute the, the food to the tables. And the tables are the cells. And the customers, the guests sitting by the tables, they are the mitochondrias that needs energy, right? Yes. It's amazing. So, so you, you distribute this acetoacetate to the cells and they eat and they want more and they get more and, and the acetone smells more. The more food you make, the more it smells. But then at the end of the evening, the mitochondrias they are sort of fed up. The guests are fed up. They are. Uh, they want to go home, and, and uh, so what's <laughs> left on the plates gets into these doggy bags, <laughs> and the doggy okay. bags are, are taken care of by the waiters and put on a table, and mm-hmm. the guest leaves and puts the, the, the doggy bags, and you can guess what the doggy bags are. They are the BHB, the blood ketones, right? Yeah. So when new customers comes in. Uh, to to help the the chef, the waiters could just take the doggy bags and put on a plate, and take to another table or cell, which eats up this uh, BHB. So if you measure the smell or the doggy bags, there is no really correlation between that. So I mean, the more acetoacetate he makes, of course, at the end of the evening, there there will be maybe more doggy bags but the smell is more correlating to the to the food than the doggy bags are so i'm working on different scenarios to try i to really like that story. though yeah i really like that analogy that actually made it easier to understand so i hope that helps our yeah. guests our uh, yeah, listeners I mean, as well. you can even extend this to um to drink uh, this exogenous ketones that means there's a uh, uh, a delivery car comes to the restaurant and uh, <laughs> and puts uh, a load of doggy bags in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, the chef doesn't need to make any more food, does he? So he just takes the evening off because the waiters right. can just use the doggy bag. And that is what, what's happening if you are in ketosis and, and tries to... Uh, enhance it somehow by exogenous ketones that you can actually shut the ketosis off. Of course, you have a lot of blood ketones, but that is not really the ketosis. That's just an end product from, from too much energy. And, and that's, that's really on top of the, the ketosis part. Uh, I just recently heard about 
autophagy being shut off by um, exogenous ketones. So people who are trying to do extended fasting, this was uh, shared by Dr. Merkola on Ben Greenfield's podcast recently. And taking, yeah, taking, taking exogenous ketones, they're actually blocking autophagy. So wow. it's uh, yeah, one of those things. Yeah, you got to let your body where, do its thing. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right. Well, we're, I can't wait to get more into all that stuff. Um, but let's jump right into it because we really would love for you to tell our um, to tell your personal story because it's one of those examples of necessity creating innovation. Can you explain kind of the events that led you uh, led to you creating the ketonics breath meter? Yeah. Um, the first thing that happened was um i i, I was uh, i was like a, a consultant doing um it consulting programming and stuff like that and uh suddenly the it boom was uh the the bubble was was uh, gone and i had to find something else for for a while to do and i started up doing kite surfing <laughs> starting up the Swedish first school of certified uh, instructors that could certify uh, kite surfing students because I think it, it it is a sort of dangerous sport if you're not aware about the risks and how to get in if something goes wrong and stuff like that and you have to be careful about people around you and stuff so anyway I started up this school and I thought it was really cool if I could get Red Bull to sponsor me and Snickers <laughs> to sponsor me. And, uh, they did. They, they, I got a lot of Snickers and Red Bull. And uh, <laughs> I was following students from six in the morning until eight in the, in the evening. And there was no time for lunch or anything. Just like have another Snickers, have another Red Bull. Well, uh, one day, a Sunday afternoon, uh, there was no wind, so school was cancelled, and me and my wife, we went out to an island just to uh, enjoy the, 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 the nice weather. And we walked around, and suddenly I sat on a bench at the hospital, and somebody was stitching my head. Wow. And I had no clue. I was thinking, why, why, why am I here? Why? What is this in my head? Why is it blood in my wow. head? And what, what are we doing? And my wife, she was just very tired and like uh, saying, well, here we go again. We were on an island. You had a seizure and now we are at the hospital. So she's been telling wow. me this for six hours. I had a, a memory like a goldfish uh, <laughs> wow. round and round. Where am I? Where am I? Um, so that was the first uh, grand mal I had. And they made a lot of uh, tests, of course. And they found a small um, artifact in my brain. Okay. Uh, close, unfortunately close to uh, a center that, uh, that could generate these kind of seizures. Was this like a, a plaque, so, like an amyloid plaque or...? Yeah, well, it's hard to say what it looked like, but it was uh, it, it, it was a thing in my brain. They don't know what it is. Uh, after six months, up to a year, I think it was, we we had a lot of of uh, brains brain uh, 
images scans and stuff like that and and they again looked at it and they said well if you're gonna die it's not gonna be from this it's not growing enough fast enough so uh, you won't die from this Uh, so well that wasn't too 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 funny to to get that to hear that you might you have a brain tumor so it really changed my life really it's uh everything you um Everything you do and, and think of and about work and family, everything changes. Yeah. What is important? I mean, the family is important. Uh, work isn't. Yeah. It, uh, uh, you have to focus on, uh, on to do the right things. Yes. So um, then after a year or so, they just said, well, that maybe was just one thing. So uh, you're, you're fine now. And then after a few years more, I had been driving on the motorway with my family from Gothenburg to Warburg, and I was out uh, cleaning up the area. We have a sort of every two times every Sunday where we clean up the, the area where we live. And um, I found myself on, a, on a, another bench uh, at the hospital where they asked me, <laughs> What, what month it is, uh, how old I was, what my name was and everything. And I just realized that, uh, shit, I had another grandma. Oh, oh wow. And uh, the next sentence they, they had was, uh, here, here's your medicine and uh, take it and you will be seizure free and you cannot drive car for six months or something. Wow. So um, this... Um, this was the two major things. And uh, after a couple of months, they doubled the dose and then they doubled the dose. So after one year, they actually tenfold doubled wow. the dose. And uh, I got a personality change. I wasn't pleasant wow. to be around. So I had to find, find a alternative. And that's when I found the studies of ketogenic diets uh, from the 1920s and, and so on. So I asked my neurologist to say, Can, can't we just try this diet instead of the medication? And, um, well, he, he took like two weeks. Wow. And then he came back with a lot of papers from the from, from Bible and, and onwards with... Uh, both uh, popular and scientific articles and studies and uh, saying that, yeah, sure. Um, the side effects aren't, 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 are, are, are not very good on the medication, but they are, there are some side effects on the diet too. So uh, uh, we can just try it to see if you can manage. <laughs> so I got a month to... Um, to prove that I could be in ketosis and I was trying to do, to measure my ketosis like anybody else. I mean, urine strips and blood strips and uh, breath. Uh, please smell my breath. Does it smell acetone or not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stuff is, uh, we just looked at people. Right. Do I have a bad breath? Yes, I have. Okay, I'm in ketosis. So, um, that, that, that's when I, when we started to switch the, the 
medication to the diet. And um, well, I got epilepsy for life. So it's not a thing about losing 10 kilos or 5 kilos, whatever. It's, it's for life. So I have to find a lifestyle where I can control my epilepsy or my rather my ketosis. And um, doing this with pea strips or blood ketones is, is kind of messy. I'm sure you tried it. You know <laughs> yep. what it is. And um, Laura hates I, it. She she hates sticking herself too. She just can't stand. This is why I prefer. I love the ketonics because I am such yeah. a big baby. I do not like to to stick myself. No, if you're trying to find a lifestyle, you have to measure often. Uh, so yeah. I will explain later that it's uh, uh, even if blood strips are only one dollar a piece now. Uh, I mean, in one day, you can easily get away with maybe $50, 50 strips or something. Wow. Yeah. If you want to do some, some serious testing. Yeah. And, and a uh, lot of people don't do that much because they, I don't think they understand, especially like looking at reliability, even if it's just forget about accuracy, just reliability. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of us recently have, have tried to do that to see, forget about, we'll start with reliability. And unfortunately a lot of them, do have issues with reliability and I, I can't trust a test if I can't replicate the results. So that's, right. that's a big issue. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, um, but, but ketosis is, is changing a lot. I mean, ch it changes with, with insulin. So, um, uh, just imagine you can't measure once a day and think this is my ketosis. Oh yeah. Day. Definitely right. Not. Yep. It, it doesn't happen. But what is a good indicator could be the morning measure that you actually manage to do some good exercise or fasting the days before. Uh, that will show up uh, as, as a sort of a base level for the day. You know, I mean, if somebody's just measuring once a day, I would say do it in the morning before any breakfast or anything like that. Uh, it will be the lowest for the day, but it's uh, sort of a baseline. That's exactly, that's what I say to people, I, I, because it's just so hard to replicate the conditions if you're not fasted. You know, I just like, if I want to be um, consistent, I, I do the same thing. You know, I wake up, I empty my bladder and I test my ketones. Those are like, you know, before I touch anything to my mouth or anything like that. Um, and of course, lately I've been testing breath ketones. Now, I personally, like I have clients who are interested in more than just losing weight or getting in shape. You know, some of these people are trying to optimize their brain health and cognitive performance, trying to manage stress and other things that involve tracking several things. And, you know, a lot of us seem to have lower blood ketones over time. And kind of what you were talking about before, I, I suspect that this could be too, due to just being more efficient with those ketones or they're, they're not floating around in the blood as much because they're busy um, in the cells where they should be. And I like to recommend the breath meter as an alternative. Can you explain the main differences? Now, I, I know we kind of touched on this, but I, I think a lot of people may not know the main differences between the breath and blood ketone meters and some of the applications where breath may be more reliable and, and even more accurate. Well, um, yeah. So 
we, we, we took the restaurant analogy, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, I, I can also say that after a while, when this chef ran the restaurant and uh, the, made the acetyl acetate meal for a year or so, he will know that the, the need for, for his meal will decrease during the evening, right? Yep. So he, he minimizes the, the waste from, from the guest's plates. And that is what, what's happening in your body when, 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 when you've been in ketosis for a long time because your, your cells, they will know how to use fat directly. Instead of yeah, making yeah, that's ketones. a big thing. Yes, so, people don't talk that about that at all. You're right. No, no. So the your your cells won't crave the the ketones as much. Your, your muscle cells won't anyway. Your brain will because they it doesn't use the fat as as fuel. It can't uh, pass the brain barrier. So uh, your decrease in in uh, in blood ketones are probably due to the adaptation that your main mainly of the main portion of your cells could use fat directly uh, then of course um, the use and the, the creation and use of blood ketones will be more efficient too as, as your cells adapt so that will also um, show up on the blood meters um, now the difference between blood and breath is that acetone is is, is correlating to acetoacetate. Uh, that means that the more you burn fat, the more acetone you will detect. However, the blood ketones are are the is the acetoacetate that the that the cells doesn't use. Hmm. So if you feed a cell acetoacetate and it could take it, there will be no blood ketones. But if you overproduce and the cell is fed up with, with energy, it makes it repackage it into a blood ketone and sends it out in the bloodstream for other cells to use. I mean, you got like 30 trillion cells in your body. So any of the cells could could grab this blood ketone and use it for, for energy. So if you're measuring blood ketones, you better measure them before somebody else eats them, gets them, you know? <laughs> so yeah. uh, I, I was talking to Steve Finney about this in Denver now, and he said there was a excellent Swede that, that demonstrated this to him. They, he, had, uh, he, he, he was measuring the blood in the veins and the arteries to a leg. And from the liver, uh, acetoacetate was, was coming in the, in, in the, is that the artist? Oh. Well, anyway, and the, sure. when the, when the blood, came, when the blood came back from the muscles, it had beta-hydroxybutyrate. Hmm. So what's not used in the cell directly gets passed on to the other cells as beta-hydroxybutyrate, if there is any. So... While this beta-hydroxybutyrate floats around in your body, any of your cells can use them for, for energy. And a high level of ketones, like 3.5 millimolar or something, that is only like 15 calories. Hmm. 
Wow. So if you want high, high level of beta hydroxybutyrate, I mean, you should be asleep or don't move. Be in your bed. <laughs> don't go upstairs or whatever. So uh, it's, um, if you look at it like that, it, it could be like anything. So the precision you can make, you can, you can, you can measure your beta hydroxybutyrate with one digit precision. But it doesn't mean anything, does it? Exactly. I mean, it could exactly. be anything. So, 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 so really. Uh, <clears throat> but of course, you can measure it exactly with one digit precision, sort of. If I had, uh, I had three, three um, <clears throat> blood meters of the same uh, brand and, and um, everything, and they were, they were like fifteen to twenty percent off each other. Mm-hmm. Wow! So, wow. Uh, it's. Um, yeah, I, I do measure blood ketones now when I do the experiments, but that's just to confirm everything. So uh, I know how to make them, and I know what to what to take them, and uh, I can manipulate them. How to, and yeah, and that's the thing with a lot of people that they they don't they're not aware of how easily they can be manipulated because, and I've tried to make that clear. Uh, because I have been able to easily get my blood ketones in the five millimolar range with, with just, and I'm just like, guys, this is, this does not matter. This is not giving me good information. It it was based on, you know, I, I decided to eat, you know, six fat bombs, you know, uh, and, and I, I was basically like, I chugged a bunch of oil and then I gave myself maybe an hour or two before bed, which allowed my blood sugar possibly to go back down. Cause even with a, with the high, with the good inverse relationship between blood ketones and, and blood sugar, uh, I've noticed that it goes back to this ability to manipulate things. And I wanted people to know that we, that that can happen. It's not just because so that they can know and make good decisions because I can, I can eat a bunch of fat bombs before bed. And if I eat them at eight o'clock and go to sleep at 10, my ketones will be super high, my blood ketones, and my blood sugar will be low. But then if I eat them right before bed, my blood ketones may still be high, but my blood sugar is still high just because of the, the amount of time that I've eaten. So there's just all these things that, you know, we, we want people to know about them because unfortunately they still are, especially with the blood meter, they're still like more is better and I should aim for this number. And that's just really hard for some reason for people to understand. Yeah. Um, um, as um, uh, you, you heard of Marty Kendall. In, yes, uh, I love Marty. Yes, yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. I love his site and, and all that. Yeah, he's, uh, he has a lot of data on this. And uh, uh, I mean, if you have a low value of blood ketones, that is good. That means that you are adapted. Yeah, that's a high if you get high, that, that that is uh, that is a good measure of how adapted you are. And the two-year Verta study also shows that after one year, your blood ketones will go down, and that will be uh, you can use them and you can create them and use them quite easily, and your body is adapted. Now, however. If your NAD, NADH ratio is skewed, you might be able to create them but not use them <laughs> or vice versa. So uh, let's take an example, type 1 diabetes. Uh, when they have a high 
glucose they, that will inhibit one of the NAD and ADH formation. So the ratio will be very skewed, which only makes them, we will only enables them to create the, the beta hydroxybutyrate. They cannot use them. They cannot convert the beta hydroxybutyrate back to acetate acetate and use them for energy. So that, that is why BHP is building up rapidly in, in the blood when you have high glucose levels. That makes perfect so, sense. People don't, yeah, that's so a good we, one. Yeah, so, so if you don't have the, the niacin or, or electrolytes right, you might be able to create, to have high levels of hydroxybutyrate, but it, it doesn't really uh, increase your health. Good point. That's such a good point. And um, since we're talking about like blood and breath ketones, here's a question Danny's been asking since the beginning because we actually bought our ketonics, like we were telling you before we even bought our, uh, bought our blood meter all the way back in 2016. Has anyone found a way to find um, any predictable correlations between blood and breath ketones? No, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, I didn't think so. It, it depends on, on, on your energy need and, and adaptation and, uh, uh, and so on. So it's, uh, I mean, the only correlation you can say that the more breath ketones you have, the higher probability to find blood ketones there is. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's not a uh, it's not a fixed uh, relationship as, as with um, acetoacetate and, and acetone. That is, uh, I found a study now that they say that the acetone could actually be like thirty seven percent of the acetoacetate created in the liver. So it, oh, it's wow. quite a that, that is uh, that is formed into the acetone, and of this. Acetone created about seventy percent will leave your body through breath, hmm. and the rest, um, well, as I said, eleven percent could be used to create blood sugar, which makes sense. It's a, uh, so uh, then there is uh, another small portion that is probably broken down in the liver to to something else. I don't know. Or waste. So one of the things, Doc uh, Michelle, that that um, that I'm kind of interested in because you know I think Dominic D'Agostino has found in his research that for certain, like for instance, oxygen toxicity, um, that acetoacetate is more of the the one that's that's apparently improving those conditions or. Um, has he done any research on that? And along those lines, I'd love to see more of the research using breath ketones, at least in addition to blood ketones, especially in fat adapted or long-term low-carb diet <laughs> dieters. W what has your experience been with the research community? Um, the issue with research community is they want... Um, they want the scientific testing and, and validity of of of, uh, of breath breath into breath not breast ketones but breath ketones and um, there are not many papers on this and as breath testing requires some technique yeah I mean it, it is not 
it is not alcohol it's uh, actually heat, uh, acetone which is heavier than air so you actually have to have a, a technique to empty your lungs to get to the residual volume of your lungs when you do the uh, breath breath testing um so what they say is it's uh it's, it's it's not you need a technique we can we can well we don't know if our uh, participants will have the right technique. Maybe they drink alcohol. Maybe they uh, they brush their teeth or something like that. That is what I heard now in Denver from the Verta manager or something. Where I was asking why they didn't do the breath testing, and they say, well, they might be having alcohol. Uh, so, well, we offer anyone. I mm-hmm. offer anyone uh, any study. Uh, training if they need it. Uh, it doesn't cost anything. I mean, you can practice 100 times a day. It doesn't cost you anything at all. Um, but um, that is also what I'm working on now to, to make instructions more clear to, to, uh, to, to actually get uh, consistent measures. I mean, yeah. if you are, you've done this for a while, you're plus minus 5%. Okay. Which is what what the glucose meters are, or or anything else. So the actual sensor is is like one percent plus minus in re- repeatability. Wow. So, uh, so so the technique is really key. So the, uh, that that's where the consist- user error is what's driving like uh, any like decreased variability or, or reliability. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, um, if you take a deep breath and 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 uh, and breathe into the ketonics for ten seconds, you will measure the air around you, right? Yeah. But you if you to... empty your lungs, push the last bit out of your lungs, yeah, you will have the residual, some of the residual volume, and you will have a high concentration. So Very maybe cool. that's what I'm doing wrong, because <laughs> I take a deep breath before. Yeah, you got because yep. I can't dump help. It a little bit. So dump it out a little bit, but not completely, and then and then measure. Okay, Do cool. Yeah, because breath. Uh, breathe out normally, right? And then continue into and then continue it. Right, right, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's true. I was doing it that way. Yeah, we, with our we old just, one, but we took a break. Yeah, we did take a break, and and, and I I pulled it out before before Jamie sent me uh, this one, and I'm super excited. Like I said, we're gonna give away our old one. And the old one works just fine. Yeah, it works great. This new one is just awesome because we could both put it on our phone and now we don't have to be on a computer because we never relied on just the, the, the color. I'm way too OCD to just look at a color. I wanted to see yeah. number values. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, and yeah, so- the, the first, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Go the ahead. first prototype I had was two, two lights. Oh, and yeah. Either you were in Kitoko. But then a community of uh, marathon runners yeah. They said we want to know if the ketones are running out of our ears. So we <laughs> need something that would indicate a higher level of ketones. That's when I got into the four different LEDs and then blinking a one to ten in each sort of range. Yes. Right. Uh, that was the old days. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had all that. But isn't this even a kind of, well, that that one was like an interim model because that, or it was a software that got updated, right? Because yeah, then the it started software. to measure the numbers. I remember exactly. that happened. Yep. All right. And I know a lot of our listeners are probably going to be asking about optimal breath ketone ranges and getting more information on what 
they should aim for if they have epilepsy or TBI or other conditions where it's important to achieve certain levels of ketosis to help treat their conditions. Can you shed any light on this on, you know, what we're looking for when we're testing, you know, optimal ranges for certain things? Yeah. Um, as for epilepsy, it's, it's individual because there is no single cause for epilepsy. Uh, I, I could have a brain tumor and uh, it, it, um, it is completely different to, to someone having another kind of epilepsy. So you really need to find, to, to monitor your, your, your levels of ketosis and, and correlate that to your, to your uh, seizures. That makes sense. If you have, for, for example, if you eat a three to one uh, meal, uh, that might do it for some, but uh, some else maybe have to go up to 3.54 to one ratio before they, they, they get into that deeper ketosis that, that uh, helps their epilepsy. Uh, What's so interesting with, with the ketogenic diet and, and uh, the ketones is that uh, it, it actually manages seizures for many different conditions. I'm not sure that anyone knows why, but they, they have some studies in rat moles that they actually point out that may, it may be the acetone that, uh, that makes the effect. Hmm. Um, in other neurology that's really hard to say in swedish um <laughs> brain brain issues yeah uh, yeah uh like uh for example uh, narcolepsy the ketones are another fuel they can't absorb they can't get in the sugar into the cells of the brains but if they use a ketogenic diet they have another fuel yes. that works yeah, because it's uh, sometimes it's a lack of fuel. Sometimes it's an inflammation thing. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I personally, first of all, I just tested while Mara was asking the question. <laughs> so I got four parts per million. Apparently, I mean, that, I've been pretty low on my breath ketones since pulling this back out, but I haven't spoken to Jamie yet and I haven't tried to figure it out yet. So I might be doing something wrong, but um, would I be considered out of ketosis with those numbers? No, not really. I mean, th there is no binary thing. I mean, yeah. everybody uses their fat uh, as fuel sometimes during the days. Some people do anyway. Some people just refill <laughs> glucose all the time. But uh, a, a normal person that maybe eats breakfast, then lunch, then supper, he will tap into to the to the fat stores. Uh, some to some degree uh, every day. And that is uh, sort of a small ketosis stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I think this, this thing getting out of ketosis <laughs> stuff got, got something to do with measuring blood ketones. Yeah. Um, people always are like, I, and I fight them on this because they're like, you know, you're kicked out of ketosis. You have 0.3 millimoles on the blood uh, meter and i'm just like no i'm not no yeah i know i don't exactly, exactly. no I'm exactly not. <laughs> um, <clears throat> i mean even steve finney says you you once in a while get kicked out of ketosis even if you're haven't cheated or something like that so uh 
But it depends on what you measure and how you define ketosis. I mean, some makers of exogenous ketones even claim that you get into ketosis by by, by uh, eating these exogenous ketones. But I mean, you don't get into it. I mean, you get out of it, maybe. <laughs> uh, but if your definition is the blood ketones, uh, well, I wouldn't say that that is uh, the right measure for that. Uh, anyway, now I'm uh, I'm probably the most hated people. <laughs> Listen, so I'm probably I'm sure that there is a there is use for exogenous ketones, but uh, it, it is I, I doubt if it is will help anybody to lose weight, for example. Maybe for people having narcolepsy or Parkinson or Alzheimer or that needs another fuel yeah. for the brain. Yeah, we've seen most of the research looking at that. Yeah. Yeah, it's much easier to make the ketones yourself than, than buy them. I, I agree. And, I, and I'll say the only thing, and this is a very unfounded, just kind of personal hypothesis, but the only thing that I uh, think of that could be a, a potential benefit is that um, we know that with time, as you have um, elevated blood ketone levels, it seems like the body uh, responds with a with a you know kind of a chronic elevated blood ketones. It seems like the body responds by creating more MCT transporters, and then this could possibly um, improve your uh, I guess your uh, potential for higher ketones in the future because you have basically, uh, I, I credit my friends Ryan Lowry and Jacob Wilson, uh, two PhDs here, and I'm sure you know them both, um, with this analogy of, of, you know, you have lanes on a highway, and if you don't exercise, if you don't, you're not very metabolically flexible, you're not going to have a lot of MCT transporters, but it seems like a lot of the people who are fat adapted and they, and they do use ketosis a lot, it seems like they may have a higher amount of MCT transporters, which could mean higher, possibly higher blood ketones in the future. Um, this is just a, a one, you know, hypothesis of mine. Um, but other than that, I totally agree. Like, you know, the, the, all the research is just, okay, we use BHB and, you know, elevated uh, BHB levels. We've correlated that with, you know, improvements on, you know, several neurodegenerative diseases, blah, blah, blah. And the only other time that I would say is, you know, if you're in a, a big caloric deficit and or you're like a bodybuilder at the end of your cut and you you want some quick energy, you know, combining, you know, exogenous ketones with caffeine could possibly be a good pre-workout. But it's not what it's being marketed as, you know, especially by the bigger companies that are saying, you know, um, you know, you can you can get in ketosis in 30 minutes or less. I mean, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. <laughs> um, but I, I love, personally, I, I love to do self-experimentation. So, you know, at any given time, I'm trying one or two things at a time in different areas to improve my performance or my health. Are there any experiments that you have done or are curious to find out about? Because I can be a guinea pig or I just love to find out what other people are doing. Well, <clears throat> I'm... I'm doing experiments now, as I, as I told you before, about the, the recipes for how to measure. So at the moment, it is uh, exercise, different type of exercise. And one 
thing I, I just thought about is that protein before exercise hmm. um, that will raise glucagon. And when glucagon is raised, it will tell your body to release energy, right? Mm-hmm. So it will release the, the, the fat in your adipose tissue and the glucagon, the, the glucose from your glycogen stores, right? Mm-hmm. So if you measure your keto, your, 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 your ketosis before eating the, 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 the protein, and then you notice that after the protein is eaten, your ketosis falls off, goes down, because insulin will probably clear the, the glucose released uh, and push it into the cells. I think that's when you should start working out. Because when you work out, um, and there is a lot of glucose in the blood, uh, the, the, the muscles will use that, right? Yep. So instead of taking the protein from your muscle and the fat in your muscle to make glucose for your muscle, for like rocket fuel, there is already both fat and glucose circulating in your blood, right? Yep. So instead of taking that from the intramuscular fat and, 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 your, and your muscles, you actually released it from the spots you want it to disappear. You want the fat to be used from your adipose tissue, not the fat inside your muscles, right? Yeah. So right. by priming your body first, and then you could actually measure that now it's the time because now my ketosis goes really down. That's when insulin comes up, and because the, the glucose is getting high in your blood. So I, I'm, I'm, I will experiment with that for a while. Is have you? Are you going to only use protein, or are you going to also try just amino acids versus like a, like something with the full protein, or or is it just you're just going to just stick to protein? I will try different kind of proteins. Okay, that's that's super cool. Of and if I find a soul, I do that too. Very that's cool. interesting. That's that's interesting to me because I've just added protein before my workouts. I used to work out fasted a lot. Um, but since I'm trying to put on muscle, I just my workouts are really intense, especially with the lifting weights. And I just found myself kind of hitting a wall. So I was adding some protein um, and something simple, just like an egg or two, really, before. Yeah. That's been helping I mean, me out. Look at the bodybuilders and the weightlifters. They've done this for ages. I don't know if they know why, but they know it works. Right. Um, look at the diabetes people. They, they know a lot of stuff about yeah. this. I mean, uh, anything that they do and understand is, is, uh, is great. Uh, but the advice they get is, is not maybe that great. So yeah. Right. Yeah. don't look at the device. Just listen to the people that has diabetes, they know what's happening with their blood sugars and their ketones. Yep. It's so true. Yeah. So we, we always make a point to explain to people that ketones are very individualized and they're also very dynamic. So I want to be cautious when I ask you this, but are there any activities or foods or even environmental factors that you have identified as beneficial or even detrimental to your state of ketosis? Or even like stresses, right? Like stress. Yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah. Anything else, yeah. Based on your, you know, observation. 
Yeah, stress and and <laughs> and even stress that that is that you don't feel stressed about, uh, like uh, allergy or or uh, or just cold. a simple cold or, or yeah. something yeah. like that. That, that yeah. will take the causes big time down. Uh, I remember once we were hired, hired a lab uh, in Sweden to. Uh, to make a lot of testing, and um, I was sick at this this day, and I was eating. I, w- I had been fasting for three days, and I, I was testing out uh, some coconut butter and oils, and uh, then we were testing like sweeteners, and <laughs> uh, one of us had to uh, eat a lot of junk food uh, like <laughs> McDonald's. And- and, and stuff like this and um <clears throat> i can say my ketones they didn't move at all it didn't it didn't I, I could eat anything nothing happened i was just in very very low ketosis all the time uh, however my wife she was also fasting for three days but she'd been doing workouts twice a day during this fast she had skyrocket ketones and anything she did was the responses were fantastic Wow. Uh, now th- this guy who we put a lot of junk into we were trying to simulate uh, something we experienced from our customers they say that well I'm doing the low carb diet but my husband doesn't and when he eats a pizza and drink coke he gets a huge uh, response on the ketonics so it must be something wrong with it now we were trying to find out what could that be. Is it some kind of gas that is uh, detected by the sensor that we don't don't know about, or what is it? Well, now in Denver, I, I sort of I found out what what it what the most probable cause is, and that is the reactive postprandial uh, hypoglycemia from such a high when, insulin spike. Yes, from su- such a high insulin spike that actually drives your, your, your glucose down below what what body wants. You also, uh, the, the insulin goes down very quickly and my, maybe even below, well, to, to, to zero sort of. And what happening is that the, 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 the body protects the brain by making ketones. So even if you have a high carb meal this condition of low glucose and, and insulin could cause a spike in, in in ketones even in somebody that is not having is not doing the the, the ketogenic diet and this is of course not a, a normal response uh, yeah. so um, having this response maybe one can 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 simulate that i haven't been able to uh i've been trying sometimes but it, it nothing happens i my my ketone just goes down and nothing happening uh so what i read is that this response could be uh have causes that uh, that that uh, maybe doctors should answer um yeah it is uh, not uncommon but um it it is uh, actually a ketone response. 
I've I've actually someone just it's interesting that you say that because someone just approached me the other day um and asked me they said my husband it wasn't breath ketones it was blood ketones so I'm not sure but I mean they 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 said my husband just had a bunch of beer last night and he woke up and his ketones his blood ketones were 1.0 and I said I, I just don't know why cuz it's beer you know alcohol I understand maybe probably won't you know, affect ketosis. I mean, you have to metabolize it and all that, but I I just didn't understand why beer. And now I think if the person is exception, like even more insulin uh, resistance, you know, they, they will also respond to the wheat um, with a probably higher insulin spike. So maybe that's what happened with them as well. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Could be. I mean, uh, alcoholics, they could get into ketoacidosis too. Right. So there is something with alcohol that is, uh, that, that could treat some. Uh, but for me, it's, uh, it's more, uh, it, it suspends ketosis. So the longer I'm out of ketosis, the less I have. So yeah. one glass of wine in the evening, it, it's no worries in the morning. Two, it's, it's lower, and three, I'm out of ketosis in the morning. Uh, some people claim that they do a lot of shots, and they have high ketosis in the morning. Uh, so hmm. there might be some, some strange thing one has to investigate. and that Maybe, maybe it could be fun. I don't know. It's a lot <laughs> of alcohol anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I have another question. Is, is, um, of course, you know, we we are always curious to hear about, you know, um, nutrition with the family. Um, and of course, you know, you being that you have you're, you have a, a condition that you're trying to manage, it's obvious that you're eating a, a, a ketogenic diet. How how does your family eat, if you don't mind uh, sharing that with us? And, and have have there been any, uh, you know, anybody join you or? or is it just kind of everybody else kind of eats normal, but uh, but dad has to, or you know, so and so has Michelle has to eat this way because just because of his epilepsy. Yeah, um, no, my, my wife she eats uh, it's it's what I eat. Um, awesome. We like meat, so <laughs> <laughs> that, that is what, uh, what works best. Uh, my sons, they they know. Uh, they know what's bad. They know what's good, but they prefer the bad. <laughs> of course, so they often <clears throat> that I I want this, and then that is so many carbs in this, and uh, so on. But uh, it's from time to time. I, I'm I'm trying to to work on them and uh, try to um, avoid the worst the worst things and, and try to introduce uh, better food. Uh, so I'm just glad when my bacon is gone in the morning that my son's taken them and that's fine for them. Yeah. And, uh, have an egg, have an, uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, no, <laughs> they are not, uh, I'm not uh, forcing them to, to eat like I do, but I'm, um, I'm introducing what I hope something that, that they would understand is a better option for them. 
So yeah, we don't, they are we don't educate them either. That's, yeah, and that's, we're all about modeling all modeling the behavior. So it's just so important, you know, like that's you're doing the best thing, which is just being a role model for them, you know, yeah. someone who took their health into their own hands. So, okay, well, we got to talk about. <laughs> I love Sweden and I love, so you hail from Sweden and we are obsessed with Northern Europe in general. Danny has friends in Finland and both of us are obsessed with Norway. I always say that's like my favorite country that I've never been to. It just seems (laughs) like it's full of happy people. Um, And most of Northern Europe countries seem to love using heat and cold therapy for a variety of benefits. So sauna usage, cold plunges. What has been your experience with this, if any? Well, saunas has always been been something you you do. I mean, they, they are all they are all around the place. Uh, if you go to a to to a swim thing or whatever, there is also always a sauna. We got a uh, what do you say, a wet sauna? Mm-hmm. Okay, sort of well, like a steam. Uh, yeah, steam steam sauna. Um, when I was in the biohacker summit in Tallinn, I got the opportunity to to test one of these cryo baths. It's a minus 130 degrees oh, yeah. Celsius. Yeah. Um, what is it, like five minutes and that, time? Yeah. Yeah, and th- th- that was really great. Um, I say it, it's much colder to get out and, and, and clean your car's win- uh, front screen <laughs> than, than standing at minus 130 degrees. Yeah, and this is uh, in Sweden. It's like just minus. Well, it's plus two and windy and rainy, and that is much colder than to be in cryo bath. But but the feeling after the cryo bath was really fantastic. Yes, it took like forty five minutes, and and uh, and you really it was a sensational mm-hmm. feeling. Forty five minutes, you said? No, no, five minutes. Oh, okay. I was going to say minutes. like I. It's usually yeah, I've done it as well. It's it's, it's yeah, no, no, no. The, the, the effect was like forty-five minutes after. Oh, oh and I was okay, standing in for three minutes, well, five minutes. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So I would um, yeah. so I, I would re- recommend that if you see it somewhere and you have the and you can test it. Uh, it was a fantastic feeling. I thought that this will be really cold, but going outside in Sweden, it's much colder. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Very awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. We we just wanted to uh, just thank you for coming on and, and talking about a lot of this stuff. I know that it's it's for a lot of people very complicated and we, we are trying to simplify it for people on, and we appreciate the work you're doing to help simplify it for people as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, will, I will send you any links I have for the new stuff I'm doing. Yeah. The, the e-learning stuff and, and uh, any any new stuff, but it will uh, it will appear in our Facebook page or on our website. Uh, so, but I will notify you anyway, so you can put it up in the links. Sometime. Oh, please do! We'd love that. And and what is just so people understand where they can get to to where they can find you personally or Ketonics? What are all the places we can find out more? Uh, well, I'm trying to hide. Uh, so. <laughs> okay, so we won't, we won't want to find, yeah, we won't put yeah. you in. That's okay. Yeah, I, I we understand always, that. We always ask people I'm that, always like, trying to if hide. you want to be found, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um, well, they, if they want to find me, they just have to find out where to find me. Uh, but I'm in Sweden. Uh, 
so I am. Um, but uh, on our website, uh, you can always send a, a mail to our support, which uh, I got people that read. Uh, <laughs> I read my own emails now. It's, uh, they're just too many. Oh, it's, uh, it's, you know, it. I got 142,000 unread mails today, so <laughs> I have some work to do. <laughs> well, it's... But it's not the only Oh, that's crazy. It's about friend. So yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Well, we have uh so it's com. If people want to find it on Instagram, it's just ketonics, right? Or ketonics. Let me see. Instagram. Is that ketonics? It's, I think it's analyzer, I think. E ketonics analyzer or ketonics company. Ketonics company, yes, ketonics, ketonics company. company. Perfect. Got it. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Michelle. Uh, we look forward to uh, sharing this with our, our listeners and uh, we look forward to talking to you again in the future. Yeah, do that. Thanks. Thank you very much for letting me be part of your podcast. Oh, Absolutely. our pleasure. Acting like a demon saying you don't want to pay It's gotta be your modesty style Raise that vow I love it when you look at me that way Now we're in your order room, your heater at the bar Reapply your lipstick because it came off from the glass The DJ plays your favorite song Kanye's on Now you're beckoning for me to dance mm -hmm. Won't you take me home? Right, let me feel you. Like me.